Last time on Cursebreaker. The road to Hogwild was coming to an end, but just before we arrived, we were attacked by a bunch of super shitty gnolls. <laughs> the party defended their wagon and made it to Hogwild without any major injuries. Uli's older brothers greeted us at the front gates and told us that their reunion party is being threatened by constant knoll attacks. After meeting the local law enforcement and springing Dave from jail, we went back to Uli's childhood home for dinner. Now, everyone be on your best behavior. We're having dinner with the Nisses. Uh, at the Niss household, uh, currently is uh, Papa Niss, Mama Niss, uh, Viri, and Dor. Uh, those are Uli's siblings, her youngest sister and her oldest brother. You were all very well received. Uh, everything's been pretty cozy and familial and happy so far. Uli got hugs from her mom and her dad and then got a sort of grapple from her older brother, Dor. Um, she uh, confidently tossed him to the ground uh, and beat him three times in a row in a grapple check. Hell yes. Kapow! You've all just stepped inside the Nis household, uh, and they are uh, setting up dinner. Uh, Viri was just uh, getting some water. You've introduced yourselves and are getting uh, sat down at dinner here. Uh, she's got a plate for each of you. Um, the rest of the family isn't showing up for tonight's meal, uh, so it's just going to be a smaller group tonight. Uh, Papa Nis is coming around uh, with plates and food. Uh, you're all having roasted vegetables, garden greens, pan-fried fish, lemonade, spiced bread, and rum. Mm. All right. I thought you said fish lemonade. Fish lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, a delicacy. Um, as he's coming around, uh, he sets food before all of you, and then when he gets to Uli, he sets out... Uh, a much larger number of plates. Uh, she's got all of her food separated onto different plates uh, so that none of it touches. Um, he just kind of, it seems that he's, he's keen to, uh, to Uli's specific needs. Thanks, Papa. He just uh, noiselessly kind of smiles and nods at you. Um, Uli's mom looks at her and says, So, how's your temper been? Wow. <clears throat> what a what a conversation to start with. Eh, maybe I shouldn't be asking you. I should be asking all your friends here. It's How's... been... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Holly, like, hunches down when she interrupts the <laughs> No, mom. go ahead. Um, it's been really good. Um, you know, I think Uli has really taken the right steps to help, uh, help this adventuring team out. And I feel like she's just been a, a great friend to have around. Good. So no, uh, no fireballs, no random explosions. Not too many. Uh, not since lamplight. <laughs> there was an oil leak problem one time, but Wait I would say Uli's uh, violence oh. has been very well directed at foes. <laughs> That's for the better. Yeah, I think you raised her well. Her occasional uh, outrages have been well directed to the right people. Oh well, thank you for thinking that I raised her well. Um, uh, so Uli, with the oil, did you did you grease the bed again, or what happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, that never happened, guys. It's it. She's just she so, likes to embarrass me. Uh, am I to understand, um, Mrs. Niss, that no other child of yours or anyone in your family is has magical abilities? Yeah, that's the case. No child of mine, but um, Uli's great aunt had a little bit of magic. That's where we think it comes from. You know, it's not that unusual for 
magic to pass between families, but it, I mean, it's not necessarily the rule either. Um, however, I would say that maybe there's some undiscovered magic in your family that you don't know about. Could be. We've never really tried all that much. And uh, uh, you hear Dora at the other end of the table. Yeah, not everybody needs magic. Um, a lot of people have it, and a lot of people are just born with it. Kind of, you know, get a leg up on the pile, but a lot of us gotta work hard and, you know, really make our own way. You yes. don't think that magic takes hard work? It is a tool like any other. Would you begrudge someone the strength of their arms? Holly, I mean, um, like, is shaking her head at, at Tibio across Uli the table. is nodding like, her head at <laughs> Just like, let's not bring it up on our first meal together. Oh, I'm sorry if I, d- I didn't mean to offend. No, you're right. I'm sure it takes hard work, you know. I'm sure it takes hard work to learn how to be a, you know, a wealthy noble, too. Thor's just never been, you know, special at anything else. Uh, I've never been born special at anything else, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I was born, uh, what was that, Mom? Six pounds? Yeah, I was pretty small. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've scraped and fought for absolutely everything. I've made quite a name for myself. No fireballs slipping out of this guy. I guess I did not think of it as something to be ashamed of. In my family, we just always used magic as a tool. We did not use it in place of anything else. It does not replace the work that we do. It just assists us. People around here just can't handle people being different, I guess. Eh, it's not so much that you're different. It's that you, you know, burned down the shack three summers in a row. Have oh. you never broken anything? <laughs> there was a drought. I mean, sure, I've broken some things, you know, my bones, other people's bones, but, uh... Cool. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, Uli's dad kind of butts in and tries to change the direction a little bit and says, I've never been in the presence of a, uh... A dragon before. Do you care if I ask you a few questions? Snacks sits up very straight and um, looks at him and gives him his best regal dragon stare. <laughs> what um, flight are you from, Master Dragon? Uh, flight, flight, flight. Uh, Bert, what was the flight I am from again? Oh, we took the wagon here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <sighs> awesome. Um... Uh, well, as a, as a, mm, golden, yes. I've been in the dark a lot, so it's reddish now, but yes. Oh, I was going to ask why Yes, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know they changed colors like that. Well, it's, it's, I'm actually just covered in copper, I think. I'm um, just... actually, uh, Snack. What? We can't lie to our hosts. Mm. Um, Snack is a kobold that is aspire. he's an aspiring dragon. Huh. In between phase. Kind of like Uli between, you know. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, too. (laughs) Uh, But Snack here, I slap him really hard on the back, uh, has a golden dragon for a friend. Very close personal friend and mentor. Yeah, he never lets us see him. My, my. Snack, does that mean that you can grant wishes? Um, indirectly, yes. Yes, I can. Most interesting. I might need to talk to you later about some wishes that I have. Wait, can gold dragons and genies grant wishes? Shh. A genie? Who has a genie? Oh, uh, no. You mean our friend, Jean. <laughs> has anyone checked on Bidet? I think I better <laughs> make sure he's still alive. Uh, is it okay to leave the table for this moment? Um, why is Nick asking that? Yes, you can leave. 
Yes, of it's course. fine, dear. You can leave. <laughs> of course, I am a dragon. And then I yes. shift out the door. <laughs> That's weird, right? Like, he's never cared about manners, manners before. Yeah. yeah, I think he was trying to make a good impression. I mean, that's the best behavior I've ever seen snack on. Only minimal lies. Such an an interesting creature. So, the two of you, um, married, I assume? (laughs) (laughs) Pointing to Uh, Holly and Bert. uh, No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No. Oh, uh, excuse me. I just thought since uh, both of you were from Tildry, aren't you? I am Um, from Tildry, yes. Sorry, I just thought you were a bit of a... Yep, there's it. lots of no, people in Tildry. My mistake. No, I just thought Uli <laughs> might have befriended and, you and both at the same time. Neither of us are married to any of them. Um, I did befriend them both at the same time. Yeah. Uli's mom chimes in and says, So, um, what is it then that you uh, do, Miss uh, Holly? Oh, I have a um, my own business. I run Holly's Cob, making footwear. And um, I also... Um, do some designing on the side, so a little bit of clothing design and creation as well. Hmm. Fashion designer, huh? Some people call them fashionable and mm. avant-garde. And <laughs> you make good money then? Um, a living sustains me and my sister in Tildry, but I wouldn't say we're rich and wealthy. But She's very well known, though. Um, renowned. Throughout Tildry and beyond. She uh, turns to Uli and says, I've never really understood all the false modesty Tildry stuff. Bit of a wheeler and dealer then? Money people, I suppose? Um, I mean, we're sitting in your very large estate, so you definitely have a little bit of a leg up money-wise. She uh, sits up a little bit straight and she says, Yeah, big estate that me and my husband built with our own hands. That's amazing. It is quite impressive. It's beautiful here. Um, Bert here is a very well-known author, journalist. Fame and fortune. Uh, A little bit of fame. (laughs) He lives in a dormitory, so I wouldn't call it (laughs) fortune by any stretch of the imagination. No, I like that. I'll call you fame, and I'll call you fortune. (laughs) Sick. I don't mind that, actually. (laughs) I guess that's fine. Uh, Yes, I've been traveling with these four, uh, sort of... uh, chronicling our adventures together so um you know later i'd love to hear any and every story about uli's upbringing and childhood mm, no i mean we we don't have to. we've got stories oh we got time oh we Door don't says, have to yeah we've got stories so tell me you know it's not the most normal i mean i wouldn't say unusual but i've never met a couple that is an orc and a human before can you tell me how you <laughs> met you hear a fork hit the plate <laughs> And as Viri just like sets down her silverware and like sits up straight and like looks over at Uli like, oh my God, what are they saying? It's okay, everyone. Uh, Bidet's still alive. The snack comes back to the table. Do you think someone should go check on him again, though? I Do you need me to go check on him? Do you want? Of course. I'll go check on him. Yes. Snack, as you're heading like back into the the house, uh, you hear uh, Jeannie whispering up to you. Uh, and he says, I'm hearing my name. Is Should I show up? What's going on up there? Not now, Genie. We do not know these people. It smells really good, though. Of course. No magic here, though. Um, all right. It's, it's very quiet in the room, too. I don't think I can whisper safely. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he talking to? No one. Um, I noticed you have lots of children, offspring, yes. Is there any that you did not keep? What? Well, I guess you could say Uli kind of took herself away from us. 
Yeah, that was a personal choice. But really, how how did you meet? Oh, um, it's not that crazy, actually. Um, Tell me your love story. And Holly's both, uh, her hands are up on the table and her chin is resting on her fist. And she's just like, ah. Uh, Bert's he, almost out the door and he hears love story. And he's like, yeah, all right. Six <laughs> <laughs> um, he and uh, Uli's mother kind of lock eyes. And he says, it's funny, actually. We were sort of living parallel lives without ever knowing it. I, uh, I was farming and she was farming. And we were both just maintaining ourselves all alone until one day at a farmer's market we ran into each other and <laughs> Lily is like bored and playing with her food because she's heard this so many times <laughs> i would sit at the booth across from her and every week i try to get closer to her booth and and i would pretend like i didn't notice him and i would always put all my best tomatoes out on his side so he would see him <laughs> oh that's just lovely and so then who broke the ice first I guess you could say I did. I didn't break the ice, really. I I broke her booth. <laughs> oh. It was a terrible windstorm, and I was trying to help her out, but I ended up collapsing the whole thing, and <laughs> he showed me that he's pretty handy with tools. He knows how to fix stuff, and, well, that was pretty cool. You know, because I can do the same, so. <laughs> and the rest is history. Uh, and now we all exist. Well, there's a lot more to it, but, yes, the rest is history. That's really... Really lovely. So you both grew up here in Hogwild? Around here, yes. Not here specifically, but... Hmm. How long has this area been overrun with n- Norgs? Nolls. Yeah, the Norgs. <laughs> <laughs> the Norgs from planet Siberian 12. <laughs> the Nolls. <laughs> the Nolls. <laughs> get out. <laughs> if you don't know what our local thread is called, you get out. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Jesus. So this is the extent of your conquest, then? Um, yes. Everything from the beginning of this lot to the end of this lot is ours. Why, uh, why are you asking? I was just wondering. It seemed like there was much conflict here, but I checked all your windows. There are no traps. Uh, I'm very confused on the circumstances of your estate. Uh, Viri actually chimes in. She says, well, here's the thing. The Knoll attacks, it's only been a recent thing, and it's only been in Hogwild. They've never shown their faces around here. Well, didn't you say that Sheriff was new to town? Sheriff Law? Yeah. No, he's not new. He's just around. No. Oh. He also just likes to say there's a new sheriff in town, like, uh, all the time. Ah, yes, that's <laughs> what, that's yeah, what I get it. Me. Did the Knolls start coming when someone came back to town? I'd say it's really gotten bad in the last four or five days or so. It's been almost every night. Uh, was there a recent caravan that came through? Oh, yeah. They uh, dropped off some some poor guy. Didn't look like he was doing too good. But they continued on. They dropped someone off. Yeah, but he left town days ago. Who, who was it? Um, some brown-haired guy with that, you know, center part <laughs> hairstyle. But, uh... I don't know. He was carrying around this big jar all the time. It's this huge jug, and it had, like, a tube that went into his body. He said he had a bad lung, and he needed it. Was this Joe? That's gross. We did stab somebody in the lung. Jug, lug, Joe. Jug, lug, and Joe. <laughs> I was, jug, 
Lung Joe. Whoa. That's good. That like hurt to Jug say. Jug Lung Joe. Jug, Jug Lung Joe. Oh. <laughs> uh, I like Jug Lung Joe too. That's real yeah. good. Um, when did he leave? Where did he go? Did you uh, talk to him? Did he touch anybody? Well, I didn't see him go, I guess. He just stopped showing up at the bar. There were two nights in a row he was there. I kept trying to get a good look at whatever was in his jar, but... Are you old enough to be in a bar? I she work works at the there. bar. How old are you? How old am I? Uh, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, I need to I look mean, it Zach up. I Zach is four years old. Six years old, oh, okay. Bert. Sorry, that was harsher than I meant. Barry is 22, so... Okay. Uh, there's a bit of a lull in the conversation. Um, Doris says... I got another job. I, uh, I'll be heading up north in about a week or so. I, uh, nothing big, you know, just protecting some uh, high-budget convoys. Uh, going up to Vindorn. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's about as dangerous as it gets, but can't be worse than the Battle of Tintown. I mean, a lot of people lost their lives that day, and nobody's going to lose their lives if, if I'm around. That's really admirable. Do you do these kind of jobs often? That's all I do. He uh, rolls up his sleeve and he shows you all these different tattoos that mean nothing to you. Wow. He says, this is what the career of a mercenary looks like. You see that one? That's Tin Town. 47 people died that day. Oh, no. Yeah, um, he not this guy. It's funny because you said uh, no one dies when you're around. Well, none of the g- good guys die. I, I, I make the bad guys died. What is this mercenary thing? Is it like being a sheriff? It's like... Somebody pays you a huge amount of money to uh, either kill people or make sure nobody gets killed. Mm. Snack, we kind of do that. We don't really make money, though. Mm. We've made some money. Do you? Uli, is that what you're doing now? Mercenary work? Yeah, I guess you could say that. But we've really been dealing in high-level work, like saving entire cities from corruption. Curses. Curses, yeah. Um. Oh, Hey, yeah, we're curse breakers. I'm a curse breaker now. Oh, yeah, curse breaker? I don't know that I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, you wouldn't. It requires a really high level of um, magical skill. Hmm. It is a secret society that has been around for generations, breaking curses across the, the continent. Yeah, yeah, nobody's ever heard of them. Yeah, I, uh, I stopped a revolution in uh, a town a few places over not too long ago. Um, yeah, I still get a lot of letters about that one. People just kind of thanking me for the work I did there and making yeah. sure that people have a, a history to cling to. Did you start a revolution? No, I ended one. Hmm. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, mine involved like thousands of people and warriors so from all over the that's country. that's real and- great. You know, every good deed does not need to be a competition. So I appreciate, though. I understand my sister and I always trying to have the better heel in our shoe. So I 100% get it. I wasn't it. trying to brag or anything. I just wanted to let you all know that I'm going to be gone and, uh, you know, might not come back. That's just the way of things. Dora, I've That's re- too bad. I've recently become a bit of a tattoo artist myself. If you don't mind me uh, taking a look later at some of your tats. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot. whole lifetime's worth, but you can take a look. I've got some pretty cool stuff. And each one has a story to tell, I bet. Yeah, or, you know, some heavy drinking attached to it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, anyway, I'm finished, so... And he, like, leaves his plate on the table. Door. Yeah. Who are you accompanying to? Uh, I don't even have a name yet. I just 
my company told me that there's a job going up north, and I'm, I said I would take it. Well, if you get any information, uh, I'm interested. Really? What? I just want to know what your life is like. <laughs> All right. I think you can keep up with us. I'll let you know. Thanks. Yeah. Holly looks worriedly at Tibio, and Tibio leans over to Holly and goes, She thinks it might be Joe's caravan. Oh, I didn't put that together. Thank you. <laughs> um, Uli's dad speaks up as Dor is about to leave, and he says, uh, Dor, you're not leaving, are you? I believe I remember you saying that you would do the dishes this evening. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to need some help from Uli, though. She's the only one who knows how to dry them. And Uli's mom says, that's true. Nobody else knows how to dry dishes. <laughs> Maybe I can give you a tattoo after winning the Battle of the Dishes. <laughs> yeah, I can help. Uh, you two are uh, are kind of relegated to the kitchen to uh, to clean dishes for everybody. And uh, Uli's family kind of uh, sits out on the front porch with the rest of your party for a while. And Uli, while you're washing dishes, there's a long silence between the two of you as he passes wet dishes to you for you to dry. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you rubbing that one so tight? <laughs> <Huh>? What? <laughs> I like almost fumble the dish and He's I catch like, it. There's not a, there's no specks on it. I cleaned it. Uh right. Oh I'm sorry. Um there's another kind of long silence where you guys really don't have much to say to each other until he says I think this is my last one. Last last job? I think so. Why? You notice that he's been washing the same dish for a long time now, and it's the last one, and he's just been waiting, trying to find something to say to you. He says, it's, it's getting scary. The jobs? The risking life and limb for people you don't know? I can't keep up with certain things in the field. Like what? It's not easy when you don't have magic, okay? Hmm. The best I can do is hit somebody really, really hard. I can't throw a fireball back at somebody when they launch one at me from 100 feet away. I just... You uh, seem gripping the dish. And he says, I, I can't compete. Dor, I don't know where this is coming from because you've always been the strongest of all of us. I know. To be honest, I'm a little insulted <laughs> that you're only coming to terms with this now. I mean, I just barely dodged a disintegration ray last time I was out. That would have been it. Jesus. I had, I had nothing to defend myself with. Have you, like, looked into magical items or, like... Yeah, you know? I mean, I have some, as much as I hate using them, but it's not the same. I lose those, I'm out. I drop them, I'm out. I can't take them with me, I'm out. Uli, I... The reason why I'm telling you this is... I... I don't want you to be like me. I don't want you to want to be like me. I think I'm making my own name for myself. That's what you should do. I don't want you to go up north with me. Uli, don't waste your time trying to prove you're the best at anything. I mean, I don't have to prove that I am. And you shouldn't. You're, what you're doing right now, it's the right thing, Uli. Make friends. 
spend your life with them. Live among them, not above them. I... I get what you're saying, and I agree. But I do have responsibilities now, and I think Vindorn might be one of them. It's a bad place. I've gathered that. But, I mean, if there's two of us up there, they don't stand a chance, right? Uh, Yeah, and probably the rest of us. Good. They need help up there. It's, It's a grim situation. We can talk more about it before you leave, but... Okay. Uh, meanwhile, out on the front porch, uh, Viri keeps trying to dance with Snack, like grabbing his little clawed paws and just like trying to like act like he's a dog or something. And <laughs> just kind of like move side to side, holding his hands. Like, aren't you so cute? Can you do a little dance? What is this? This is not the dance I know. And then you clap, clap, clap. And she's like staring at you like, come on. I flinch every time she claps. <laughs> <laughs> and you, dancing, dancing is what you want. Okay. I jump onto her shoulders. She, yeah, she giggles and twirls around, and she says, yes, this is dancing. Yes, and then I shoot off some Eldritch Blasts into the she sky. She goes, holy shit! <laughs> uh, she, like, takes you off her shoulders and runs over where some of the sparks landed in the dry grass and, like, stomps them out, and she goes, that was cool! <laughs> um, Holly it grabs Tibio and um, grabs Tibio into a waltz and starts leading, and a waltz is around the yard, the front yard with Tibio <laughs> in tow. And Tibio, I don't know if you know how is to waltz. Is laughing. Is okay. laughing and does not know how to waltz. And so she's just kind of, like, guiding along and yeah. waltzing in the yard. And you hear this, wait, 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 music, music's coming. And you hear this, and uh, he starts to play a little, uh, a little lute uh, out on the front porch. Snack and Viri dance, and and uh, Tibio and Holly dance. Twirl around, yeah. And Bert taps his toe on the porch and smokes a cigarello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to quit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you guys had just have a nice little hoedown moment. Viri has to get back to um, Hogwild uh, for her night shift at the bar. Um, you know, things at are, the hair of the hog. At the hair of the hog. Things are starting to turn up a little bit. 
Um, so you all say your goodbyes uh, to the Nis family. Uh, Viri's coming with you, of course, so you're just saying goodbye to uh, Dor and Mama Papa. How late's the bar open, Viri? Uh, till 2 a.m. Or 3 a.m. Sometimes 4. Sometimes 5. Sometimes we don't close. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. She just, like, emphatically nods her head up and down, like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Benth has always been a real party guy. Uh, Viri kind of, like, skips ahead of you guys walking back to Hogwell, and she just goes, Woo! <laughs> 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 Ooh. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to Dor before we leave, I guess. Okay. He's in that wooden shack that he referenced had been burned down a few times. You can see he's in there uh, looking over an assortment of weaponry that he's got in there. Uh, hey, Dor, are these all yours? Mm. Uh, what was it? Um, Bart? <clears throat> yeah, Bert, actually. Bert, um, how can I help you? Oh, I, well, we're about to head out, and um, I know I said I wanted to take a look at your tattoos, but uh, there's something I thought maybe I could do for you before we leave. Oh? What's that? Well, you said you were going to Vindor, and it's a uh, pretty, pretty dangerous place. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that. I know. Uh, I was wondering if you'd let me give you a tattoo before you go. It's true I'm a little green, but uh, I think it's one you'll appreciate. Hmm. And you're a friend of Uli's, you say? That's right. Then I suppose I have to trust you, don't I? Well, that's up to you. I promise it won't be like a penis or anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's honestly what I was worried about. (laughs) That's not my style. All right, then. Do me up. All right. I'm going to give him a Death Ward tattoo. Oh, shit. Cool. I think the the caveat here that you only have enough ink of the weave to instill a single tattoo at a time. I'll say in this case, you've got enough where you can, like, spare him a... uh, Okay. Yeah. But I can't do four other ones at once. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) Especially not Death Ward. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Okay. Okay. Uh, What does it look like, the Death Ward tattoo? Um... It's got a skull, and then it's got, like, probably, like, Celtic-type runes around it or whatever. For sure. Yeah. He says, you said you're new at this? Uh, Yeah, just uh, learned how about a week ago. This is badass. And he's, like, turning around trying to see it, but he really can't. (laughs) He doesn't have a lot of open real estate on his body, so you had to do it, like, in the middle of his back. And he says, uh, man, this puts some of my other work to shame. Now, uh, what's special about this one is that... It's uh, fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But there's also the added bonus of it will protect you from dying one time. How do you mean? Uh, well, it's a simple death ward spell. Uh, what? Anytime you're... Back up. What did you say? <laughs> a death ward spell? Spell? <laughs> spell? You put... Like magic? Magic... In the tattoo. Into my body. On my body. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming to dinner, but I don't need this. Oh. You can leave. Oh. What? Thanks, but no thanks. Uli, collect your guy. Oh my god. Sorry. Bye. What was that? <laughs> I gave your brother a tattoo and... Oh, he didn't take it well, did he? Well, he liked it. Until I told him it was magic. (sighs) He'll get over it. 
Yeah, probably when he like dies and then doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about him. I understand. Yeah. Thanks, Uli. You put up with a lot to be here. Anything for you, Bert. And I punch him in the arm. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Uh, You've all uh, made it back into Hogwild. Uh, it is dark now. Uh, you've seen fireflies kind of guiding your way. As you uh, pass through the front gates, uh, you can feel uh, gravel crunches beneath your feet uh, as you breathe humid summer night air, and you can smell fire smoke and roasted food. Uh, you walk down these dirt roads, uh, passing rows of dark wooden buildings uh, on this raised boardwalk, kind of like the entire village is composed of like one giant front porch lining every building. Uh, there's yellow lamps hanging off every doorstep, and there's children kind of running every direction, playing night games and trying to tag each other and run to the big oak tree at the end of the road. And you can hear music coming from all these different places, and like you feel that like Hogwild survives in the day, but it thrives at night. Um, as you approach the hair of the hog, that is Barrett and Bent's bar, uh, you feel a wave of warm air, and you can smell beer and food and smoke pouring out of the central hearth. There's just like this huge burst of noise as the door opens, and uh, Viri just kind of like skips in. Barrett and Benth come to the very front of the bar uh, to greet you there, and uh, they take Viri's hand, and uh, everybody cheers and says, Viri! And like the place just like erupts. Hey, that she's yeah. everybody's favorite, of course. And uh, Barrett and Benth uh, give both of you a little nod, and then they take their spots. Benth behind the bar, uh, always polishing something. Uh, Barrett. There's almost a, a shadow of his outline against the wall where he posts up all night, every night, and just watches the front door. <laughs> um, and they've kind of settled back into place, and Benth kind of flags you down to talk to him. Is very like, waiting tables? Yeah. I'm going to sit down at a table and, like, gesture to my friends to sit down with me. Viri, can you get us a round? I can get you one round. I realize you're friends of Uli, but we can't do the free drinks all night for everyone oh, kind of thing. Oh, no, no, no. You misunderstood. I mean, we'll pay, of course. Oh, then hell yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And uh, Give me your hairiest hog, please. <laughs> she says, you don't want that. And she goes to the back, <laughs> she goes to the back of the bar, and uh, uh, Uli, you see her lean against the bar and say to Benth, uh, we need a few drinks for those uh, out-of-towners. And Ben says, right away. And he starts pouring. She says, Uli. How's it going? Hey. How was mom and dad's? Oh, you know. I do know. It could have gone worse. Did door blow up? Uh, he waited until we left to do that, but yeah. He just like almost made it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too bad. I, uh, I hope your friends weren't totally scared off the NIST clan. Remains to be seen, I guess. I'll have to talk to them. Okay, okay. Um, Holly walks up to the bar where Benth and Uli are talking, and um, she kind of, like, uh, she's unbuttoned the top couple buttons of her collar <laughs> um, that went up all the way up her neck. And so it's not, it's only showing, like, the bottom of her neck. <laughs> um, and she kind of leans over the bar and says, So, Benth, can you tell me what's, what's good to drink here? Oh, no. <laughs> well... Viri's got a round to get y'all started, but uh, if you're asking me, you're going to want Ben's special. Oh. What, <laughs> what's Ben's special? Please well, refrain from flirting in front of me. <laughs> being that you're a friend of my sister, I can let you have a little bit of my mm-hmm. private reserve. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he pulls out this uh, literally glowing golden brew from below the counter. Oh. And he says, 
Care for a little sip of Benth? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that's my cue, and I nod to Barrett, and I walk away. (laughs) Um, Holly didn't hear what he said, um, and just saw it when he pulled the golden bottle out, and she was immediately like, yeah, awesome. (laughs) He he takes out two little clay shot glasses and pours you some and pours himself some, and then uh, he raises his hand, and then, uh, do you grab yours? Yeah, Holly picks hers up. And he does that thing where he, like, wraps his arm around yours, so you, like, do the, like, crossed arm shot. Holly, thing. uh, giggles. Yeah. <laughs> and she does it, too. <laughs> Back at your table, um... Boy, Holly hears one love story, and it's game over, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Bert, just as you say that, uh, a young human lass, uh, grabs you by your wrist and, like, yanks you off of your seat onto the dance floor. Yep. And is just spinning you in circles yeah. and then she like throws you out onto the dance floor and is clapping and she goes go 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 I do an extremely average dance <laughs> okay Ten. it's the Frodo dance <laughs> it's uh, 14 okay uh, 14 dance yeah um, she kind of shrugs and she goes it's a gnome dance and a bunch of people like start trying to imitate your dance but hip, it's hard for hey, them hip, hip, hip. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, like, some some other uh, young lady, uh, a gnome this time, kind of, like, runs by and, like, grabs your wrist and, like, throws you into a different circle and kind of, like, dances with you and forces a wooden mug into your hand. And she goes, drink, 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 you're not drunk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Snack, there are some people that keep throwing peanuts at you. Tibio, are you noticing this slight I am experiencing? Yes, it may be some sort of game. Maybe you would like to play with them? I glance over at whoever's throwing nuts at me. Uh, make a perception check. Nine. Okay. Yeah, you're not sure who it is. He's not sure. You're not You're not sure who it is. You <laughs> <laughs> um, see a definitely gi- insulted. You see a giant squirrel insulted. sitting at the table over there, and you're suspicious. No, just kidding. I pull out my umbral, umbral guard, and I just, like, hold it out to him. Okay. Uh, while you're holding it, you feel another peanut smack against the umbral guard, and you turn around and look right away, and this time you can see a guy, like, turning and looking away as if it wasn't him. You there! And I get off my bar stool, but it's a little higher than I remember, and I stumble a bit, and I step down. <laughs> he says, listen, I, I didn't mean to, like, upset you or anything. I just... Oh, I'm not upset. Okay, listen, my buddy here, he said that you were a dragon, and that if we pissed you off enough, you could breathe fire. Is that true? Breathe fire. Mm. Yeah, dragons can breathe fire. You gotta prove it. You a real dragon? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I sneeze and I shoot just like a tiny burst of fire yeah. at him. And he goes, yeah! And the guy next to him is like, yeah, I told ya! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, this guy needs to see downstairs. What's downstairs? Games, bud. You gotta come with us. Of course. Seriously, it's the best. Come with us. Yes, we must go there immediately. And uh, they drag you into the basement. Uh, you can hear like so much noise coming from down there. It like compared to how lively it was upstairs, like it's happening downstairs. Uh, you get into the basement. You see like dartboards, uh, like people throwing darts like over groups of people like playing cards on the floor. Uh, there's people like fighting in a corner. Uh, like this is where it gets hog wild. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is familiar. I have not been to a place like this in quite some time. Uh, you hear some clacking in the corner, and you see uh, two hobgoblins playing hawk rocks. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snack realizes he has not the rock anymore. Mm. 
He must rely upon skill. The uh, hobgoblins finished up their game, and one of them turns out their pockets, and they have nothing left, and they just go, fine, take it all! The other hobgoblin is sitting there counting their coppers, and they say, another challenge, yeah? <laughs> I will only do this thing if you can match my wager. Not impressed by coppers? Have you ever seen, and he pulls out a silver, a silver? <laughs> I stare at the ceiling as I pull out the the lamp and I just tip it upside down for a bit and then like let like a hundred gold fall on the <laughs> ground. Too rich for my blood, I think. Fine, there are other things we can wager. Ah, yes, I wager. And he uh, pulls out this little piece of paper and he shows you the first bit of it and you can see that it's a magic scroll and then he like rolls it back up. Magic, okay. If you wish to engage in a hawk grok, what do you wager? I take off my mithril shirt that I am wearing under my cloak. Okay. Uh, yeah, he sees uh, the obviously magical nature of it, and he says, I accept your challenge. And he moves the stone uh, one place closer to himself, indicating that your wager was higher. Okay. And he says, now throw. That's a 23. Okay, you got a six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, okay, okay. Time for the big guns, I suppose. He actually goes to a wooden chest behind him, and he like looks around and makes sure that you don't see him like undoing the locks on it. And then he takes out a little gem. Beat that, and you can see a uh, a little sapphire. The hundred gold on the ground. I shift it uh, towards the game. We are beyond coin. I want magic. I want jewels. I see. I take out the uh, dowsing rod. I don't know what this is, but... It's a magic stick. Yeah, It finds other magic. Yes. I don't know the worth of this item. Yes, yes, of course. I, I think I know of someone. I take out the mallet then, and mm. I tap it on the ground, and Henry Moldrift appears. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got uh, a tiny plate, and he's eating like a slice of pie, and he just says, Um, Henry, <laughs> I hope Maisie is safe. Was there another adult at the house? No. Okay. Where am I? Uh, you oh are, my god. It's Hogwild. Oh my god. Uh, Henry, you are an expert on magic items, yes? Ah, oh, a divining rod, yes. Yes, uh, Hog Rocks. Would you say that this wager is, matches this uh, gem he has? A pretty hard comparison. You understand? No, I really don't. That's why I summoned you here. Uh, <laughs> fairly neck and neck, I'd say. Um, probably the sapphire. I see. Did I say the wrong thing, Snack? It is quite fine. <laughs> I feel funny. I, I'm fading away. It's all right. I don't feel so good, Mr. Snack. Oh my God. <laughs> and he starts to like, fade away as the uh, teleportation spell begins to wear. So, your plan backfired. Fine. Here, yeah. I'll move the rock. Okay, you move it uh, back a little bit towards the middle, but not quite in the middle. Upstairs. Okay. <laughs> um, tibio. Oui. Um, something draws you outside. What is it? After seeing Uli interact with her family, I miss my family, and I'm concerned about what I'm going to find when I go home, and I'm disappointed that I haven't found my parents, so I'm feeling a little, like, mm, I've got a little bit of ennui. Mm -hmm. A little bit of ennui? <laughs> yeah, we just had a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, a little angsty, so I just go outside to get some time to myself. While you're out there, uh, you hear somebody humming uh, from the alleyway. It's a, a man's voice, and it's just this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 
I tilt my head and I look around to see where the voice is coming from. You see a, uh, a man kind of sitting in the shadows in the alleyway between a couple boxes. Um, he doesn't look like homeless or really like down in his luck or in any way. It just seems like he's more comfortable in an alleyway. You can see that he's actually holding a rat in his palm and he's like humming to it. He's like singing to it. And it just seems to sway a little bit and it's like the rat is intently focused on his face. I walk up. He uh, hears you approaching and he stops humming and the moment he does, the rat dies in his hand. And he looks up at you and says, can I help you? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I did not mean to interrupt. That's all right. Can I feel any sort of magic from what he was doing? Uh, yeah, you felt like, um, it's kind of like looking at something right when the lights get turned off. Like, you couldn't catch it, but there was something there. He, uh, sets this dead rat back on the ground, respectfully. Is there something I can help you with? Are you okay out here? I'm quite okay while I'm alone. Oh, I can leave. I did not... Oh, I don't need to be alone either. I'm just quite all right being by myself. Oh, okay. If you don't mind my asking, what are you doing? Singing to someone who needs a song, I think. And he goes, mm-hmm. And you see the rat kind of like stir again, and it starts to walk towards him, and it kind of settles on his shoe. How is it that you are doing that? You are not guessing anything that I am familiar with. Mm, it's not classic necromancy, if that's what you're asking. I guess that is what I'm asking. I am a necromancer myself. Oh? He, uh, he straightens himself out a little bit. You can see he's wearing this black cloak, and you can see a little bit of white bone sewn into his cloak, but you couldn't get the whole shape of it. He leans back against the wall and he says, I suppose you could call me a bard, but I'm also a necromantic wizard at the same time. How? How? Things respond to my voice, but it seems to push people away. I find that so fascinating. I have never used my necromancy that way. Yeah, it's almost like... They can hear me, but only when I sing to them. Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? He uh, doesn't look at you and he just idly says, Please, I don't get many. Does it feel different from necromancy when you sing? It feels like a performance. It doesn't feel like I'm commanding anything. It feels like they want to be here with me. Do they reach out to you? I think so. And it kind of uh, lifts its nose as if it smelled something attractive. I try to like reach out and get a feel if I can feel anything. Yeah, you feel that this this rat is like occupied, like with necromantic magic. Like you couldn't take control of it if you wanted to. Okay. Does it feel anything like how I felt at the Tower of Magic? I would say not so much. This this feels kind of shiny and new. Okay. In a way, it's a new avenue of necromancy that you've never seen. And he kind of stops humming, dusts himself off, and stands up. And he says, Not many people look for another solution once they found one. Do you know what I'm saying? 
I do. I do know what you are saying. There's more than one way to communicate with the... the past. Can you teach me? I might be able to. Just practice that melody that you heard just now. And maybe I'll see you again sometime. O okay. And he uh, turns away from you, and you can see, sewn into his cloak, are three spinal columns that run all the way down. Cool. And uh, he seems to be able to control them, like, at his whim. Cool. Every now and then, you hear this. And you can see, like, three or four rats raise up in the street and then just <laughs> stop again. And then raise up and stop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I sit outside for another minute, getting a feel for what just happened, and I, like, haltingly try to hum to myself a little bit, trying to see if I caught the melody. Um, but then I just shake my head, and I'm going to think about it later. I'm going to worry about it later, and sure. I go back inside. Yeah. You've certainly got the melody, but you don't see much. Mm -hmm. Tibio kind of walks back into the bar. The camera pans down, and you see a rat twitch. Holly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You had undone the top button of your shirt. You go to sit back down at your table. Uh, when you do, a strange man sits down at the table across from you. He says, I don't know your name. I don't know where you're from, but I need more. <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw that one button and I was undone. <laughs> he says, listen here. I know you've probably seen a lot of fast talkers in your day, and I'm sure you've turned down a good many more, but... I'm legit, and I'm honest, and I mean it. And he slides a tiny box across the table, and he what? says, Are you going to? And you see behind him are two other men that are kind of like trying to look over his shoulder at you. Open it. Um, Holly's so confused right now, and she's just like, has no idea what's happening. Um, so she opens, she's like, okay. And she uh, opens up the box. Uh, you see a tiny copper band inside. And he says, it ain't much, but that's what I can afford. And if you'll be mine forever and always and be true. <laughs> I'd love for you to be my wife. What's your name again? <laughs> my name's Sally. Sally Lou. He, says, he uh, takes his hat off and he starts fanning himself and he says, Sally Lou, my stars. <laughs> and uh, you hear the two other guys behind him say, come on, just because he was first doesn't mean that he's got the only shot, right? We, we got a chance. Now, now, fellas, no need to get hasty. And uh, from nowhere, Holly produces a fan, and she just starts <laughs> fanning herself. Uh, the person behind her says, yeah, you think copper's good? Check this out. And he, like, slams a ring on the table, and it's pure silver. And he says, that's real silver. He grabs at your hand, and he's like, put it on, put it on. Uh, no touching. And she pulls her hand away. <laughs> And uh, the third guy kind of butts through the two of them and says, Now, you two need to learn some of your manners when you're dealing with a real lady. And he <laughs> reaches out a hand to grab yours, uh, uh, Holly, and he says, What is it you said your name was again, young miss? Sally Lou. And she like, <laughs> and she puts her fan up in front of her face. He says, Sally Lou, I do declare. And he <laughs> takes out a handkerchief and he like blots both of his cheeks really quick. And he says, now, is there any way a well-to-do businessman could make a connection with such a Sally Lou? I'm afraid I'm already taken. <laughs> well, by the likes of these lowlifes? No, oh, no. Another suitor in a faraway place. 
figures just as well. Do I see any of this happening? <laughs> you see people like like swamping, like swarming Holly and just like antagonizing her, but you also see Holly like taking it all in stride. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't gonna She's interrupt. She's having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm She's just, just messing with everybody. <laughs> wondering what the fuck is happening. <laughs> so I go back up to the bar and I try and talk to Benth. I'm enough of a gentleman to know when I've met my defeat. Miss Sally Lou, I hope you have yourself a wonderful time in Hogwild. Don't let these uh, gutter folk ruin your time. <laughs> oh my. Now, I don't take anything he says to heart. And winks at everybody. <laughs> uh, the first guy is still just like locked eyes on you the entire time. The second guy looks at him and goes, fuck you, Billy. <laughs> 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 what, what did you give her? Okay, okay, okay. Remember that time I made that glowing stuff? Remember we called it like 10 bottles in one or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Some of that. Oh no. She wanted a taste of hog wild. Looks like she needs to let loose, you know? Yeah. Why all the men? What happened? Uh, I don't know. Pretty lady. Things happen. There's plenty of ladies too, if that's what you're into these days. Uli, Uli, Uli. Bert is drowning in Uli. <laughs> ladies of every shape and color. Uh, Hog Wild is awesome. <laughs> I love it here. Yeah. I'm gonna ask Jake to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jake, Jake is that girl over there? Yeah. Uh, right over there? Jake is so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's mean to you. That's, that's what you like. Well... Yeah, and other stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go dance again. Okay, have, don't have too much fun. Too late. <laughs> uh, Tibio, as you're heading back into the bar, you open the door and then immediately someone kind of blows past you on their way in and you all hear a loud clink, clink. Ooh. And a, a sort of hollow scraping noise as Law steps into <laughs> the bar. Snack in the basement, everything goes immediately silent, and everybody just goes, Shit, pack it up! Everybody, pack it up! Everybody starts like grabbing all of their valuables. Uh, the uh, the hobgoblin across from you like dives for that pile of gold that you let out and starts like shoveling a bunch towards himself. Uh, I grab his arm and I take out the sick looking dagger and I like stab it in between two of his fingers. Nice. And then I turn it slightly and move it up so it just barely cuts in between his two fingers. Okay. Yeah, give me uh, an intimidation check with advantage. Whoa. Wow! <laughs> two fives. Okay. Jesus. Intimidation. Um, hey. 14. So yeah, uh, when the sick looking dagger comes down, it doesn't play out exactly how you want it to, but he does like recoil his hand really quick and he decides his hands are worth more than that pile of gold. And he just kind of recoils from you. And he says, at least give him my sapphire back. <laughs> we are not done with this game. I care not what scares you right but now. The law comes for us all. We do not end a game of Hawk Rocks prematurely. You can see him like sweating bullets and he's just like standing his ground. Everybody else has like cleared out already. Like they're all just like flooding out of like secret exits and stuff. Uh, and so it's just the two of you down here in this smoky, damp, empty room. And he's like, okay then, ready to throw? What's your wager? I wager. Um, and he like looks up the stairs. I wager. Grabs a copper and he like sets it down. That's my wager. I uh, take out my bracer and set it on the table and say, not good enough. He holds what little hair he has and he says, oh, blast, um, okay, you win and throw. 
and uh, he's obviously nervous. He's like shaking as he throws, and he takes disadvantage, ending with a four. Fuck. And a nat one. Uh, <laughs> oh no! All right, uh, Snack, you get a little too excited, and you throw your rock, and it bounces off the ground, and it skips off the hard stone, and it goes straight up and smashes Law right in the beak. <laughs> <laughs> and he like turns his head really quick, and you can see the scuff on the side of his beak, and then he just kind of wipes it with one big feathered arm, and he says, "Do I see some illegal activity going on down here?" <laughs> Hello, la. You look at the hobgoblin and he faints. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that this game is illegal. No repercussions, Anne. You didn't know it was illegal, right? I look around at my party that's not here. Yes, I did not know. It is sacred game to us dragons. Well, that about settles that then. Thank you. Yep, go right on upstairs. We're just gonna finish the game, though. Hey, you look down, and the goblin's still out cold. Mm. All right then. The sapphire's right there. Uh, did I lose the game? Uh, no, you were winning at the time. Okay, but he passed out. Okay, I'll just grab my stuff and then go then. Okay. Wow. As you're leaving, he like stops you and he goes, "You can detect sarcasm, can't you?" <laughs> He kneels down real close to you, and you can see his, like, giant beak and, like, bird eyes staring, like, right at you. He says, what you were doing was illegal wagering. I see. It doesn't matter how important it is to your kind. That's legal and hog wild. Right. I may need a brochure or something. There are <laughs> many things I'm used to. Uh, you know, I once was a share. I will, I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> well, you're lucky I'm here on other business, or else I'd see to your justice. But as it is, you gotta come with me anyway. I gotta talk to you and your friends. I will gather them. I've gathered them. You follow me. I will follow you. <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere is significantly subdued. Uh, much like a police car driving through traffic, everyone here has slowed down terribly. He uh, clears off that center table that Holly was at, and he says... We got a bit of a situation on our hands. I hope you all can appreciate that. These knoll attacks have been consistent, nightly, getting worse. Tomorrow being our wild out festival, we know that tonight is going to be their worst attack yet. We ain't near ready for it. And that's where y'all come in. And Ben says, Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you guys. Um, Law is going to come here and I told him you would help him defend from the knoll attacks tonight. Oh, he's here already. Thanks for heads up. <laughs> good, good. Anybody need a drink? <laughs> Bert comes over and he's got a perfect uh, gnome uh, hand-sized slap mark on his face. <laughs> so I think we had to do it tonight, Mr. Law. We do. I anticipate they'll be here in less than two hours from now. Okay. I cast a sloppy lesser restoration on myself to get not drunk. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Did we rest? Oh, yeah. Not since you guys did your fireball and sleet storm on the knolls this morning. This is what we get for partying all day, Maggie. Yeah. Dinner could have been our short rest. Uh, actually, that's, that's fair. Dinner, I would say, counts as a short rest. You'll, you'll have a chance for another one here yet if you really needed it. But I would say that you all can take the benefit of a short rest through dinner at the Nis family house. What is a short rest restore? Um, it's dependent on your class in some cases, but you can use that to restore HP. Uh, wizards, I believe, can recharge some of their spell slots. Mm -hmm. 
That would be you too, Holly. Party members, um, may we kill these gnolls if we fight them? Absolutely. I think you'd have to. They're not good prisoners. They're also the spawn of evil. I wouldn't feel bad one bit about it. Holly's pushing up her sleeve. She's like, where do we find them? Let's go! They'll find us. More specifically, they'll find a few of our buildings. It's the ones they keep going to. Thankfully, there's five of y'all, and there's five buildings we need defending. The math checks out. (laughs) Are there certain things about these buildings that are attracting them? Yeah, resources. We got a blacksmith. Well, it's really a barrel maker, a cooper, if you will. Uh, The blacksmith, the water tower, the ice house, the storehouse, and, of course, the tavern here. We got to keep an eye on all of them. Which one gets the most action? Hmm. Hard to say. Dry as it's been, they've been after the water tower something fierce. But they're always stealing iron, too, and that's a blacksmith. A benth? Barrett, aren't... Are you able to defend this place at all? Uh, yeah, to some degree, but, you know, I'm not a fighter. He uh, undoes his shirt a little bit and he says, I'm a lover. Uh, Holly giggles. <laughs> he gives you a little Holy, wink. like, gags in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barrett says, too much. I uh, devised a little bit of a plan, actually, and... Uh, Granted, I didn't get a lot of time with y'all this afternoon. I got my bearings well enough, I think. Uli, mm. I think you're best suited to defend the tavern. You got your family here. That's what's important. You gotta help them. Use your magic. Aww. Do stuff that they can't. Okay. Miss Hyacinth, I recommend you take over the storehouse. I heard whispers of your transmutation magic. That might come in handy there. For the same reason, uh, Mr. Tibio... I think you'd do well in the ice house. Okay. That's where we keep all our cold stuff. Sure. That sounds right. <laughs> You'll defend the skeleton house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, water tower might need a little bit of climbing. I was hoping our uh, kobold friend could help us out with that. Yes, fine. And uh, lastly, that leaves the blacksmith and the coopers. Bert, what do you think? You can count on me, officer. I hope there's some confidence behind that one, because Blacksmith is closest to the entrance, too. Likely to be the first place they hit. Cool. Yeah, put the healer there. That's great. Sounds like good strategy. Well, speaking of strategy, I do have a little uh, leg up that's going to help us all. And he uh, holds out these little uh, square, like, wooden devices with some metal trim. And he says, uh, these are stoppy talkies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I only got two extras and I got one that I keep on myself uh, you can transfer messages freely up to a thousand feet or so but you see the thing is you gotta stop moving while you're using them and he like walks around the table with it and you hear this like <laughs> whenever he walks and then he stops and it clears up and he says can you hear me? and it kind of doubles on the other two stoppy talkies so who who could make good use of these? I think Maybe, Bert, you'd seem coming first. Uh, that's true, but uh, I think if I need to message anyone else in the group, I could just write. What, do you got, like a carrier pigeon? <laughs> uh, not quite. Something like that. It's a magic pen that lets me communicate with anybody. Oh, well, that is something. All right. Well, that frees up a stoppy-talky. Who wants it? Um, do we have an idea of the what the scene looks like? 
So if you imagine uh, Hogwild is a, uh, a circle uh, that is butted up against a lake so that like a third of the circle is like Venn diagramming with the lake. Um, so a little bit of it's cut off. So it's kind of a U-shape sort of thing. May I have one of these Takis? He uh, tosses it down to you. He says, come in, snack. I uh, float up into the air a bit. Ooh. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Does it work? It doesn't work if you're moving, but if you're hovering, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. I will take this. Okay. And uh, Mr. La, where are you going to be? I'll be outside the city trying to spot him coming, and I'll let y'all know. Then I'll be inside the city making my way back to the tavern. So we need your stupid turkey to be close enough to the next one for it to be effective. Correct, but I could be pretty well outside of the town and still reach the water tower, which is where Snack's going to be. Okay. Well, maybe we just leave the other one back at the bar then. They mm. probably need all the warning they can get. What do you sure. say, Uli? Yeah, that makes sense. He hands one off to you. He says, check, check, into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> he like recoils from the thing. <laughs> All right, All right works. Yeah, good. they're working. Don't do that again. <laughs> one is with law. Yeah, one's with law. One's at the tavern. And one's with snack. And water towers in the middle. Yep. So the uh, the atmosphere at the hair of the hog dies a little bit uh, after you guys have this pretty sobering conversation, literally sobering conversation <laughs> about uh, how to take care of this null problem as they try to ruin the wild out party. About an hour goes by where you all get to sit and kind of relax, continue to talk plans, things like that, and then it becomes um, get in position time. They don't know exactly when the attack is going to come, so you all have to be ready. You split off to your separate places. Um, when you walk into the blacksmith, you see it is indeed mostly a cooper, a barrel maker. Uh, so there's a lot of like barrel staves lying around, a bunch of like iron rings lying around. There is like a forge uh, with like iron stock and hot coals that are still smoldering. I was hoping for some sort of badass sword guy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not barrels. Uh, there's a man named Eugene who works there. <laughs> Eugene! <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you ready to defend your fortress? Uh, I'm ready to hide when the gnolls get here, if that's what you mean. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, is there any way we could rig some sort of cool barrel trap? Like, say, release a bunch of barrels and they roll down and the gnolls are like, oh, He just points at you and he says, that's something we could do. <laughs> Um, the two of you get to work on setting up this barrel trap. Yeah. Uh, so at the water tower, there's like a, a high pressure spigot, like near the ground where people can like use like a direct feed from the water tower. Uh, there's a bunch of like pipe works in the lower area that you could very easily like lose attackers in. It's also a very long drop. This thing is like 40 feet tall. Hmm. I climb back down. Okay. <laughs> um. And you are alone here. It's just you. Yes. I will, um... Make an illusion. Nice. Of what? And I make a different spigot. Oh, nice. A nicer looking one, yes. Okay. And then I am satisfied and climb underneath the water tower. Okay. Um, at the ice house, Tibio, you immediately get the idea that they were going for. When you walk in, you see all these like animal carcasses uh, that are hooked up on chains, like hanging from the ceiling. Mm. So this place is like decked out in meaty bones. Uh, give me a investigation check as well. <laughs> Yucky 21. 
um, while you're walking through there, uh, you notice just the tiniest uh, gap in the floor where the floorboards all meet evenly, and you find a little secret hatch. Uh, there is a lower room to the ice house with an additional cold room that is chock-a-block full of ice cream. <laughs> but it's also a very well-hidden secret room below the ice house. Okay, okay. Uh, at the storehouse, Holly, um, you see uh, sacks of uh, flour and oats and bulk grains and all this stuff. Uh, in another room, you find uh, ropes and silks, fabric and wool. In another room, you find f- like fuel, like oil and flint and ammunition and chains and uh, more explosive things. Uh, plenty of stuff to work with, but you're also alone in here. Is it like a normal storefront or more like a warehouse with like big barn doors type it's, of thing? It's like a warehouse that supplies Hogwild with all of their reserves. Okay. Um, Holly is going to take some of the rope and she will find the thinnest one she can and just pull it across the entryway yeah and then she's gonna rig it up so that it pulls tight when they cross over the entryway for the first time perfect um and then she is going to rig a bolt of cloth with some chain wrapped around it to drop from the ceiling um like five feet after they trip over okay the first trap so she's gonna booby trap it basically with like whatever she can yeah so she's gonna drop some um, Legos and Hot Wheel race cars yes. next. <laughs> and they're going to fall down the stairs. Um, and then they're going to burn their hands on yep. the waffle iron. Um, so back at the tavern, Uli, uh, the last line of defense, as it were, uh, you've got pretty familiar stuff going there. You've got ale and barrels. You've got Barrett and Benth. You've got furniture, darts, and cups. Um, they've like laid out some like throwing darts on the counter, and Benth just kind of shrugs, and he says, I don't know. You know, I'm pretty good with improvised weapons. Hey-o. He says, he says, I know. And he's like, he like sets out a few more like mugs and breakables for you. And he's awesome. like, use what you have to. Got any bar stools? <laughs> he like picks up one that's got like a broken leg and he's like, throw away. Perfect. <laughs> You'll be helping, right? Barrett? Benth, I, you're not, we all know. Yeah. Benth was like sitting there, like, like not responding. <laughs> like, uh, hmm. and Benth, uh, Benth, uh, Barrett just says, yes. Sweet. Just like old times. Yes. <laughs> cool. Now we just wait, I guess. Yeah, wait, you do. Um, you can all hear uh, the noisy crickets outside Hogwild as an unusual silence settles on this place around midnight, much earlier than they're used to going to bed. But everybody's got the word. Uh, tonight is not going to be a great night in Hogwild. Um, amid the quiet chirps and the faint smell of fire smoke, Bert, you and Eugene are uh, embroiled in this conversation about nothing, really. And uh, Eugene is saying, there was thoughts that we'd get married, but I don't know, we were just kind of older at that point, and things panned out so poorly with my first wife that I just, (laughs) I didn't want to do it all over again. You know what I mean? I understand. You chose the barrels. I chose the barrels. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know, I guess life is funny, you know? It just... It is a barrel of... Barrel of... Did you... Barrel of... Did you hear that? Barrel of laughs. (laughs) 
he like he like puts it, he puts his he puts his hand over your mouth and he says, "I think they're here." Wasn't wasn't your guy supposed to warn us? Law? Can we trust that guy? I mean, yeah, he's the law, right? I mean, okay, the rest is up to you. Um, I I'm not a fighter. Oh my god, I should have married her. What am I doing here? Oh my god. <laughs> You gotta save my shop. And he oh, goes Eugene. in. He goes into a back room and closes the door, and you hear it lock, and then it opens real quick, and he says, "Good luck." And he locks it again. I'm gonna cast a clairvoyance outside of the um, blacksmith. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do I need to read this? I, you do. Uh, <laughs> this guy doesn't know what it means. Uh, it's an invisible sensor within range, which is a mile in a location familiar to you. Uh, the sensor remains in place for the duration, can't be attacked or otherwise interacted with. When you cast the spell, you choose seeing or hearing. I will choose seeing. Okay, and you're right outside the gates? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I guess where uh, Law would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the gates of Hogwild have been closed tonight, of course, to provide some kind of defense to attackers. Um, you see... So using projected vision, it's a little disorienting, kind of looking around out there. There's sort of a fisheye effect to it all. But when your eyes adjust to the dark, you see Law standing there, not too far down the road. Um, He's clearly looking out for gnolls that are coming, but you see the gnolls pass by him, and he does nothing. Holy crap. And uh, you can hear this like... Of the gnolls getting closer outside the gates. Um, my pen only works with one uh, recipient, right? Um, Can't be like you can write multiple names and then cross them out. Great. Yeah. Okay. Dear Tibio, Snack, Uli, <laughs> and Holly, I don't have time to explain, but it seems our friend Law. What's your AC? Uh. <laughs> well, I'm not finished with my letter yet. <laughs> 14. Okay. Um, a crossbow bolt uh, goes sailing into the blacksmith room and just thwacks against a wood board right next to your face. Whoop! I get down on the floor and keep writing. Yeah, okay. Why is letting the nulls in? They're coming. Shit. <laughs> Sincerely, Bert. Uh, so you all receive this message at the same time. Seems like it's time. Ben says, all right, time to shine. And uh, he just kind of disappears behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, La had one of the the taki, no taki walkies. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. No taki walkies. <laughs> Stoppy talkies. Stoppy talkies. How dare you, La, betray us in such a way? He says, "What are you talking about? All the gnolls passing by. Why would you allow this? They got in. Damn, they must have came from somewhere else. Well, I need I need to do my job. I'm coming back in." Um, at that moment, uh, you see something dark moving around at the base of the water tower, Snack. Mm. What is this? Uh, you hear just this muffled... <laughs> um, are we going into combat, or...? Let's have everybody roll initiative. 19. I also got 19. I got the 17. Nice. 12. Well, baby six. <laughs> okay. Uh, Snack, it is indeed your turn. Uh, you may you may initiate combat. Um, Snack, you see uh, two gnolls that are kind of like uh, nodding their heads to each other as they are like creeping up on your false spigot. 
the illusion. Uh, I step out from under the the little um, pipes and mm-hmm. stuff I was hiding in. Please don't die too easily. I want this to be fun. And then I shoot an Eldritch Blast one at each of them. Okay, nice. First one, 10. Okay. Second one, 24. 24 hits. 10 does not. Okay. 13 damage. Okay. All right, so you send two uh, uh, purplish, orangey Eldritch Blasts uh, whizzing through the night air here, uh, kind of illuminating the center of town a little bit. Uh, One of them uh, goes... Uh, goes foul a little bit and just streaks into the dirt and kind of like rolls to a stop underneath somebody's porch. The other Eldritch Blast just nails one of these knolls right in the chest and you see this thing go to the ground and kind of spiral as it does, but it doesn't move after that. Yes. The other knoll uh, like dives behind something in all the confusion and the brightness and is trying to hide from you. Uh, Make a perception check. Natural one. Okay. Two tonight. All right. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the the knoll is like in the middle of a literally empty like just area and he just dives and disappears <laughs> these stars are way too bright here i can't see anything um holly um you hear the same uh knoll noises coming from right outside the storehouse they are right on the other side of the door from where you've got your ear up to you hear that same like <laughs> um holly's just gonna let him come but i guess can I just wait until I want to respond to them? Uh, you can let them walk in first, and okay. you can have your trap go off if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. I'll just wait for them. Cool. She's crouching behind a crate. Okay. Ready to go. <laughs> you hear the door like rattle, 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 and then uh, they they break the handle to the door to get in, and uh, the door pries open, and they take the f- first few steps inside, and they look around. They're very confident that nobody's there, and then they like just go into a frenzy and dive in towards all the stuff that's everywhere, and as soon as they do, one of them trips the thing and runs ahead. So that one doesn't get caught by the trap at all. He leaves his friend behind, who gets demolished by this canvas of chains and, and thick like tarp that just completely weighs him down, and you can hear him like screaming from underneath this tarp, leaving you to just deal with one knoll. Um, Holly is going to... She's going to cast Ray of Sickness. Okay. 17. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and they also failed the save to not get sick from the Ray of Sickness. Okay. So that's 10. Okay. 10 poison damage. Uh, the one that you hit with Ray of Sickness immediately falls to its knees, and you hear just like wretch and then think it it obviously thinks it's dead based on that reaction (laughs) and then you see it stir a little bit and stand back up it's not gone yet but it's 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 second guessing even being here in the first place you can tell the other one is completely immobilized still shrieking underneath the chains and canvas awesome uh next up in the order is uli um so what am i up against um the handle of the door of the hair of the hog starts jiggling as if somebody's trying to break in and uh, you see Benth pop up and he's like Uli! I got this and I'm standing by the door like in front of it yeah. like the most intimidating I possibly can Yeah. I'm gonna true strike nice I guess I'll pick up the broken stool Okay. I'm like standing there as buff and scary as possible and holding a broken stool okay 
Um, you hear something slam against the door and then slam again. And you see some splinters start to buckle out of the door mm. and some of the trim is starting to come loose and they slam it again and again and again. You hear Ben from behind the bar saying like, you're just going to let them break the door? That's expensive. You want to be out here defending your own bar? I mean, obviously they're going to get through. Just open the door for Fine, them. Fine, I lift the bar. Okay, uh, the door opens and they go to slam it again and the door just gets like yeah. bashed by something and like slams against the other wall and like recoils and it like, closes again. <laughs> <laughs> but you did see for a second what they were ramming it with. Uh-huh. It's a cannon, a literal cannon. Oh, great. Being held by two knolls cool. that they use to bash open the door. All right. Um, I'll open the door again. Okay. Uh, you see them fussing with like some like stick that's shedding embers and they're trying to light a fuse. Right. Um, I'm going to cast reduce on the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I'm pew pew rolling for a surge. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Uh, the cannon begins to reduce. Uh, it becomes smaller and smaller, and the gnolls holding it get pulled into each other until they're, like, cheek to cheek, holding this little, like, pea shooter at you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear this, like, <laughs> as it goes off, and it just, like, you see this little, like, little tiny shot go across the room, and it just, it slams right into Barrett, and he goes, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all you got, huh? They look up at you, and they just go... <laughs> Is the reduce my turn? That's your action, okay. yeah. Did you want to take a movement or a bonus action? Um, could I, like, have meta-magicked that? To do what? To make that a bonus action instead of an action. Um, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Because then I can hit one of them with the stool. Oh, perfect. Yeah, please do. Okay. A 19. Yeah, you you whacked that guy. I whacked him. <laughs> um, five, five bludge. Okay. Uh, yeah, you come down with the stool and you break the rest of the legs over this knoll's head. And uh, it's not laughing anymore after that. Uh, they drop the pea shooter cannon on the floor and it just kind of rolls away. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, next up is Bert. That's me. All right, can I get some sort of vantage, see how many knolls are outside? Uh, yeah, you kind of peek up from where you're at. You see... Uh, a couple more that are coming in. It almost looks like they're like slipping between some of the palisade timbers where they've got enough of a gap for them to slip through. Um, so you see a few more that are coming in and you see two that are headed straight for the blacksmith shop. All right. Eugene, get ready to release that trap when I say. You hear this like, uh, yeah, I don't know if there was a miscommunication, but do uh, it. I'm not really a part of this. It's just you. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. Is that going to take an action then? To no, do? no, it's a free okay. action. They set it up that it's just like a yeah. rope. Yep. Well, I wait for it to line up and then... Okay. Yeah. Uh, why don't you give me... Um, it might just be an intelligence check to time it right. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. What the heck? I'm going to use uh, the skill I always forget the name of. Channel Divinity. Oh. To get good at barrel traps. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember reading about this once. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. 13. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll say 13 is enough to, to make Oof. a difference here. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it doesn't win the fight for you, but you're too hesitant to do it before you can see the whites of their eyes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So one actually gets in, 
the one behind it, though, gets demolished by coal-filled barrels uh, that just kind of roll over him. Uh, you are quite sure, actually, by the end of the reaction, that you actually killed him with those barrels. Ah. <laughs> uh, the other one, though, is inside, and uh, it didn't have a weapon before, but it picks up a shard of iron that was just sitting around and kind of, like, threatens you with it when he sees you inside. What do you do? Uh is Eugene safe, pretty much? He's behind a locked door, yeah. Okay. If I can still see more of them slipping through the uh, palisades, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Guardian of Faith there. Excellent. To okay. get the ones slipping yeah. in, and I'll have to deal with this guy later. Okay, cool. Uh, so you cast Guardian of Faith in that space, and you see... Uh, one knoll that would like had just slipped through dusting some dirt off of itself and then it, it like you see this big stupid grin on its face and you see its ugly teeth and it takes a couple of steps into town and then you see the guardian of faith just draw a sword from its libram and it swings down and cuts its fucking head off yeah <laughs> oh my god and then it just like stands watch and you see the rest of the knolls like push backwards and you hear it like squealing at the other knolls to like not push it forward into the guardian i give a big thumbs up to the statue it gives you a thumbs up <laughs> yeah last we've got tibio and the ice house uh tibio you were apparently the last to be targeted or at least they're having trouble getting to the ice house what have you done in the meantime as i got in there i looked at all of the pieces at my disposal Mm -hmm. and i cast animate dead at a fourth level okay so i have four Undead Servants, one from the spell, an extra two for it being at fourth level, and one extra one for my Undead Thralls ability. Okay. And um, while I'm kind of twiddling my thumbs and waiting for the gnolls to show up, I command my Undead Servants to find a weapon. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, One of your Undead Servants, a complete uh, dead goat... (laughs) That has been skinned and is just bone and muscle, uh, walks up to you with a boning knife in its mouth, and it sets it down and goes, (laughs) Awesome. Um, I attach the knife to its head. Okay, it's got, yeah. I guess it doesn't have horns anymore, but it's got a knife where the horns should be. Yeah, or if it has any sort of anything. Yeah. Yeah, making sure that it's going to be able to ram whatever it wants. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll say the anatomy is, uh, it's, uh, it's at your whim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However you want to attach that. So, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, that's what I want is for all of them to be as armed as I can make them. Okay. Oh, I see. And uh, then I'm going to hide. In the ice cream chamber? Yeah, and I want it to just, like, have a crack open so that I can cast a spell from there if I have to. Okay, yeah. So I'm watching what's happening, but mostly I'm commanding these four undead servants to protect the ice house and me. Okay. So a few moments go by, you hear some fighting outside. Uh, you're pretty familiar with what an Eldritch Bolt sounds like at this point. Uh, you hear some noise coming from what you think is the bar, like a tiny like explosive going off. Uh, you hear some barrels collapsing at the blacksmith. And a few minutes later, you feel like you really have to pee. What do you do? <laughs> I very respectfully move some of the ice cream away from a corner. <laughs> Oh, no. And I pee in the corner. And uh, right when you finish peeing, you hear like a, a rustling upstairs. Somebody's trying to get into the ice house. Mm-hmm. I uh, shake it off and I uh, <laughs> peek out the crack yeah. okay. in the little door. So you see this uh, iron latch being rattled back and forth and rattled back and forth. And then the door is just kicked 
and uh, the iron latch busts, and you can hear it ting, ting, fall away on the floor, and light from the moon comes pouring into this room, and you can see these gnolls behold your skinless <laughs> creatures, and you hear this like, <laughs> and they kind of like back away from it, and you hear the goat creeping up on them with this knife embedded in its head, and it goes, <laughs> And uh, you hear them screaming as they run away. Uh, one of them gets stuck inside the ice house and gets repeatedly trampled by this this uh, this bull, uh, 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 this muscular bull that just continues to stomp it with its hooves in the ice house. So horrifying! What the fuck? This part's gonna get cut from the TV show. Yeah, um, <laughs> to make it just, PG. Just so you know. Um, my undead thralls get my proficiency bonus to weapon damage. Oh so God. if that goat used that knife. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just curious here. So that's, uh, that's a 16 to hit without any bonuses. The goat's got at least a plus two to strength. The goat is proficient in knife. Yeah. <laughs> but proficient with knife as well. To uh, weapon damage. That, so that's uh, a four. And you said proficiency to damage? Yeah. And what's your proficiency? Um, I think three, unless it changed. Okay. Yeah, it's three. So three. At, at least seven per knife attack from just the goat. Uh, and you've got a menagerie of other uh, skinned animals to help you here. Uh, suffice to say, your threat is dealt with in a single turn. <laughs> Damn. And I have myself a celebratory bowl of ice cream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> just chilling out down there. Um, let's uh, actually kick it back up to Snack. The null, uh, it managed to hide from me. Uh, so yeah, Snack, you, uh, you're down to one Nola assailant who hid from you while you're trying to defend the central water tower, which you realize now is a little more stressful than you thought it was going to be, being that you've got a 360 degree uh, angle at which you can be attacked. Come out, come out. I'll give you some water. I promise. I'm going to try to, I guess, perception, try to f- yeah. find them. 13. Okay, so what you notice from that is that this knoll has decided that the best way to avoid your detection is to very slowly crawl across open space. <laughs> so it takes you a second to find them, but <laughs> they're doing a very poor job of hiding themselves with the two. <laughs> where, where, where are you, knoll? Hmm. Uh, you can see it's almost up to your false spigot now. It like rolls this barrel into the dirt a little bit and then tries to like prop it up to start collecting water. And it like reaches up to turn on the spigot and it can't find it because it's an illusion. <laughs> and it just keeps swatting at it, trying right. to make it work. I want to walk up behind him and if I could ask you, what is it that you want water for? It uh, kind of turns around and looks at you. And instead of doing that laugh, it makes like a... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said I'd give you some water, but I lied. And then I <laughs> just like fire breathe him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so deck save against me. Brilliant. Two again. This okay. guy's great. Wowie. All right. 15 Damn. damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, Snack, you're sure about halfway through that fire breath that this thing is totally dead. And then you just continue to like exhale on this thing as it's just like, it's no longer moving, just a piece of charcoal kind of coiled on the ground. And you continue to just breathe on it and breathe on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it has stopped moving. Um, Holly, you've done some significant damage to the knoll that was freed. Um, how do you finish it off? Can you do a thunder step inside? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to thunder step away out the open doors okay. um, and just have thunder erupt um, in the place I was. Yeah, okay. Um, so 
I teleport myself to an unoccupied space. I can see the sound booms. They got a four and a nat one. Yep, they lost. That con save you throw. And then um, they each take three D10 thunder damage. Hell yeah. Explode. Explode. Um, 13 thunder damage. Okay. To each of them? Because they both failed? Yep. Okay. Uh, they are both unconscious. Uh, the one under the chains and canvas stops screaming. Uh, the one that was standing and thinking of leaving is no longer breathing. The thunder can be heard up to 300 feet away. Okay. I can teleport 90 feet, so I guess I'm just going to go to the entrance of the storehouse. Next up, we've got Uli back in the bar. They're both still alive? Uh, yes. I'm going to split magic missile punch at uh, third level. Five punches? Five punches. I'll do two to the weaker one. Yeah. Let's resolve those first. Okay. D4 plus one per punch. So four to the weaker one and then okay. nine. Okay. To the other one? Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're both still standing and they look equally weary, actually. Um, you're, you're clearly winning the fight, um, but they're both still up. Well, why isn't Barrett doing anything? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. You look back at Barrett like, can you help out a little bit here? Yeah. Um, Excuse well, me? Help. Barrett just takes like, it seems like he takes two steps and he's already to you. He just strides across the room so easily. Mm. He picks up one of the knolls by his throat and then he just throws it at the other knoll. Um, great. Okay. So that's not great on the grapple. Uh, so he doesn't get a good hold of the knoll. Uh, so instead he just kind of like lifts it and it struggles. And so he like drops it back to the ground uh, kind of on top of the other one. Um, okay, so that first one that had been injured takes the brunt. The second one that is still up is going to try to bite Barrett. I would like to bend luck. Okay, go ahead. Uh, to do a d4 penalty yeah. to his attack roll. Roll it. Uh, minus four. Okay, yeah. Uh, this thing goes to uh, bite Barrett, and uh, you just kind of, w you don't want it to happen so badly. You don't want to see Barrett get hurt. He's been nothing but kind and calm and helpful to you your whole life. And so you just kind of plead no. And when you do, for some reason, this knoll has like some kind of like pain in its leg, and it just reels back, and its bite misses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and Barrett is just fine. He tries to get some distance from that knoll after it tries to bite him. Uh, we're back up to Bert, actually, after that. All right. Does this one get an attack off on me? Uh, it does not go first. Uh, Great. Because their motive is to steal resources, you guys always have the first move. Love it. Okay. I'll light him up. I'm going to shoot a third-level guiding bolt at it. Okay. Yeah. 13 to hit. 13 does hit. Yeah. 16 damage. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, ignited in a righteous fire and burns to a pile of ash indistinguishable from the other ash on the floor of All the right. blacksmith shop. <laughs> I uh, stomp out the fire. <laughs> Good. Um, and you hear from behind the door, uh, is it safe? We got all the ones in the building, Eugene. No barrels were harmed. Well, except for the ones that exploded. Except for the ones that exploded. <laughs> um uh, I'm actually going to bring us right back to Uli. Huh? After that. What? Uli. Whoa, uh, plot. Yeah, Barrett, like, to finish it off, picks up a bottle and breaks it over the other one's head and just leaves it unconscious, uh, finishing off the last couple of HP that it had. And he looks back at you and he says, Uli. Mm, yeah? 
we need to talk. About about what? He grab, do you do that? He grabs your wrist and he starts pulling you away. From where? You have never felt Barrett touch you in your life. Not even hugs? He's not a hugger. Okay. Where? What are we doing? Where are we going? He doesn't say anything. He begins to walk with you uh, to a sort of supply closet. And uh, you see Benth kind of get up from behind the bar and he goes, Hey, what's... Uh... And uh, Barrett takes you into a closet and he like closes it. And he says, Uli. And he's got his hands on your shoulders. What? What's up? You're freaking me out. Uli, you are not the only one in our family who is magic. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. I have magic too, but it's not like you. I'm magic in the way that I am protected from magic. That's how I protect this place. I, I can't, I can't be fooled. I can't be charmed. Okay, what, uh, sorry, this is all very out of pocket. I, I had no idea. Uli, I, I can't be charmed. Okay. I can't be charmed, but Uli, everyone else can. Uh. Uli, something is wrong in Hogwild. I can't be charmed, but everyone else can be. Uli, whatever the gnolls are, they're a distraction. Okay. From what? Um, Bert, back in the blacksmith shop. Ah! <laughs> uh, well, that's all my best spell slots used for the day. <laughs> you hear from behind the door. Good job. Thanks, Eugene. I think it's safe to come out now. The, the door unlocks and opens and Eugene steps out and he says, That was a really good job. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, I'm, I, I'm pretty pleased with how it turned out. You should be, Bert. Your party has always been so impressive. No. <laughs> oh, uh, have you read some of our uh, some of my works? Oh, Bert, you don't recognize me, and you turn around to see Eugene, and he says, "It's your old pal Joe." Ah! You know what's great about having a central water supply? No. It's very easy to distribute. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert FF Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Hey!